our first reading today from the first chapter of the Acts of the Apostles speaks of the choice of a twelfth apostle uh, to replenish the spot of Judas. And with all that we have going on, it can seem insignificant unless unless you think of this even in our own time, that every week or every month in the national news we face disagreements by people about something that happened, particular events, interpretation, incidents, someone's words. And so that when our Lord prays in today's Gospels, the 17th chapter of the Gospel according to John, when he prays that his disciples all be one, it's not unfair for us to ask from our perspective today, how can that ever be when we can't even agree about what happened around the corner a few weeks ago? How could we ever agree on all Christ did and said two millennia ago in a land that few of us have ever seen? Well, there in the first chapter of Acts, Peter demands that Judas' successor be someone who accompanied them the whole time, from the time of John the Baptist to the Lord's ascension, and who witnessed his resurrection, and thus of the two, Matthias was selected. What is it later on that Clement of Rome around in the 90s AD says? He said the apostles appointed successors to themselves because they foresaw the risk of discord. They foresaw the risk of discord and determined to have a train of witnesses for Christ's resurrection. What did the great bishop, the great martyr bishop Ignatius of Antioch being taken to the Roman amphitheater along the Mediterranean in chains, what did he say to every town as Christians came out to greet him? What did he say to each group of people in those cities? He said, stay loyal to your bishop. He who had succeeded Peter in the chair of Antioch, stay loyal to your bishop, loyal to the apostolic tradition, loyal to the scriptures, and all that Christ did and taught for unity, for the unity of the church in each place and around the world. There was a great defender of the faith, a great lawyer, Tertullian. You never want him against you in court. Tertullian defended the true faith against many heretical churches that had sprung up. And it was Tertullian who said, let them produce the original records of their churches. Let them unfold their roles of bishops, running down in due succession from the beginning, such that their first bishop shall be able to show for his ordained predecessor one of the apostles. The apostolic succession connected back to Christ just what the Catholic Church can, just what the Orthodox Church can. And the Church has had to deal with some intractable heresies, difficult ones. Think of Gnosticism. Gnosticism, people in the know, that famous Anglo, that famous Indo-European root, GNO in so many words. They thought they knew everything. They were the intelligentsia. They were sharper than all the rest of us. They had secret knowledge. And if you read their stuff, it was really pretty bizarre stuff. Very bizarre indeed. And so you'd say to them, well, we've never heard of this being Christianity. They'd say, well, you wouldn't know because you're not sharp and we are and we're the intelligentsia. 
and you're not. This is just reserved for the cognoscenti, and you're the hoi polloi. Now, if you think of it, how would you ever get around such a heresy? How could you undo it when they had that secret truth only known to the sharp ones, as they'd say? Well, thanks to the Irenaeus, the Bishop of Lyon, perfect solution, he pointed to the obvious common sense fact. Look to the churches founded by the apostles. The apostles surely taught there in each of those places the whole of the Christian message. Impossible there not to know it whole and complete. And there was no Gnostic addition. There was no nuttiness. The Christian faith was known in all those places. And those apostles and then their successor bishops witnessed to it, as did all the people. Think of it. Bishop Irenaeus of Lyon knew Polycarp of Smyrna, the martyr bishop, and Polycarp of Smyrna knew John the Beloved, John the Apostle. So they're in two steps right back to the apostles and that witness through the apostolic succession. To secure the Christian tradition, the truth of what the scriptures mean and what Christ meant. You and I know that even the devil can quote scripture and heretics have. But bishops and creeds and councils have kept us to the high road of faith, of the Christian faith in every century. What is it that it says over the door of St. Paul's Church, over the doorway there, chiseled in as we come into church? It's from the scriptures, 1 Timothy 3.15, the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. Sure foundation indeed. May God bless you. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.